Girlfriends, episode number 165, Five Ways to Be More Patient. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I am on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so that you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we're talking about ways to be more patient. Not that anybody needs help with that. Can't wait to talk about this important topic. Let's go. Hey, girlfriends. Thanks for being here. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. Always glad when we can connect here on this lovely pretty darn cold Monday morning. I don't know if it's morning where you are, but it certainly is morning here and it certainly feels like a Monday morning. It's March and yet it's still blah here in New Hampshire. March is a rough month. I know I complained about February, but I want to also have the right to complain about March because I live in New Hampshire and March is still pretty bleak. But the one bonus we have, I know everybody complains about daylight savings time, but Actually, it's called daylight saving time. Did you know that? I know. It just feels better to say savings. But anyway, uh, I actually love it. I mean, I don't love losing an hour of sleep, but I do love having more daylight, especially at the end of our days. I didn't even realize just how dark and blah life felt because it was so dark in the afternoons. But now it's like after 6 p.m., the sun is still shining. That feels amazing. It puts my mind even if my body isn't quite there yet, thinking toward spring and thinking that warmer weather is on its way. So wherever you are, I hope you're enjoying lovely weather and a lovely spring this Lenten season. How's your Lent going? I love that. It's such a Catholic question to ask people, but I love to ask people that. And um, I I ask myself that too. Uh, How is Lent going? We're a few weeks in now and it's kind of time to maybe reevaluate if whatever you planned for Lent hasn't exactly happened for you or to recommit or to make some tweaks in your plan, or maybe to add something in if you feel like you could take on something more. I love this time of year because it's such a great time of preparation, looking forward to the Easter season, but it's an opportunity to just focus on our spiritual lives. That's really, I like to think about Lent rather than as an obligation, as an invitation, as an invitation to go deeper in your spiritual life, to grow closer to the Lord in a way that he might be particularly calling you this Lent. Might be something that you choose, might be something that God has chosen for you. We've all had those Lents where we've been surprised by what goes on in our lives and that we're not able to do what we were planning to do. But saying yes to God's plan for our Lent that year is sometimes all we can do. And it's a beautiful, obedient sacrifice. So let me know how your Lent's going. I love to hear about Lent. Such a Catholic nerdy thing to talk about. Uh, Dan and I are continuing to go to our Lenten class together, continuing to um, pray some particular prayers together for the Lenten season. And I have loved focusing on my marriage for this Lenten season. I shared with you last year that I kind of kept a journal every day writing to Dan. And that was great in its own way. And I do recommend doing that if you're inclined. But this year, rather than secretly be working on something for my marriage, I thought, let's do something together. Let's work together. Let's pray together. Let's focus on our marriage together this Lenten season. And I'm loving doing that. So anyway, I hope yours is going well too. This week, we are talking about a very Lenten topic, patience. 
Oh boy, this is something I know. I've struggled with patience my whole life. And yet it's a virtue and we know it's a virtue. And so we should be working on it. Are you working on patience? Is this something that you struggle with? Well, I want to share with you today five different ways that I think can help you to grow in patience that have worked in some ways for me, have been helpful to me. But why would we work on this? Of course, it's a virtue. So we're all supposed to be growing in virtue, right? We know that. But then just think about, this is motivating for me, sometimes just hearing, oh, it's a virtue, so you should be patient, doesn't help me because that's so out there, right? But think about a concrete example of someone in your life that you would describe as impatient. Think about who that might be. And then think about what your reactions are and your thoughts are about that person. How do you think about that person? Do you avoid that person? Do you avoid interactions with that person? Uh, yes. I know we used to have um, a person in our lives that we were actually quite close to um, and saw on a regular basis, but I just dreaded talking to this person, not because he was necessarily impatient with me, though that did happen, um, but just seeing his impatience with other people and having him express it to me was such a negative thing. And I avoided him for that reason. And, you know, and then think about people, maybe a boss or a coworker or someone you see is impatient. Do you think of them as being like arrogant or impulsive or, um, you know, kind of childish? We all have these negative feelings and thoughts and assumptions and judgments about people who we see or experience being impatient. And in the workplace, think about this. Think about you're the boss of somebody and you recognize that they are impatient in their interactions with coworkers, maybe with customers, maybe um, even with themselves. I mean, are you likely to promote that person and think, oh, here's a good, here's a good decision maker or here's someone who is a good team member? No, it's all around a negative trait, right? So just thinking, oh, Patience is a virtue, so I need to grow in that virtue, so I need to work on that. Maybe that's not motivating, but think about the kind of person that being impatient can turn you into, how being impatient can make you look to other people and how it's going to affect the ways in which they interact with you. So think about that, because for me, that's more motivating for whatever that says about me. It's more motivating than this kind of, you know, ideal must be more patient because to me that almost feels unattainable, right? But if you think about people in your lives um, or people you've experienced or, you know, events that have happened where you've experienced somebody being impatient with you, how that made you feel, but even more importantly, how that affected your relationship with that person, you probably don't want to be cultivating that in your relationships with the people in your life, whether it's family and friends and loved ones or uh, coworkers or people that you run into every day. So, I know I need to work on this. I know that um, all my life, I, I I think I've struggled with this. And I think it's a very human thing. I think pretty much everybody would say that they, they struggle with being patient. Um, one thing that I've noticed, even inside of my marriage, is um, this is this is funny because it's just a, a little quirky thing. But I walk fast. I'm a fast walker. And Dan walks slow. That's just in him. Like, honestly, he is like the slowest walker I have ever known. And when we walk places together, it can be a great exercise in patience for me just to slow my pace down from where I would naturally be walking 
to walk at the same pace as him. And, you know, this is something I still struggle with. Still, sometimes we'll be walking somewhere together and all of a sudden he'll be like, uh, hello, are we walking together? Or I'll be like, you know, 10 steps ahead of him or whatever. Um, but it's just a funny way to kind of recognize, like, people go at their own pace. And it's not a positive or a negative. It's just part of people's natural way of approaching the world, whether it's like a fast walker, a fast talker. Um, yeah, that's me too. Oh, you know that because you listen to the Girlfriends podcast. Anyway, um, some people just have, you know, it's part of their temperament. So it might be that patience is something something that you struggle with more so than other people. And that maybe this is something you need to focus on. For sure it is for me. Things like that kind of highlight it for me. Or times when I'm talking with somebody and I find myself being impatient for them just to finish their thought. Like, I already know what you're going to say. Just hurry up and, and finish what you're going to say, right? Um, you think that people don't realize that that's how you're approaching your conversation with them? And that's a bad thing, right? How do you know? How are, how are you so arrogant? I'm talking to myself that you think you know exactly what this person is trying to express to you and they they haven't even completed their thought yet. You haven't even given them the time to complete what they want to say yet. So I recognize this in myself as something I struggle with and something that can negatively, uh, truly negatively affect my relationships with my husband, with my kids, with people I work with. So something for sure that um, I know I can work on. So that's what kind of motivated me to talk about this this week. And it's a great Lenten topic. So let's get right into these five things that I want to share. Five ways that you can be more patient. Five ways that I'm working on being more patient too. All right. First one, find out the cause. What's making you impatient? Like any moment where you're feeling impatient. So this requires a certain mindfulness, a certain self-awareness, um, a certain paying attention to your thoughts and feelings. Find out the cause. What's making you impatient? We all have regular triggers for things that, you know, cause negative reactions in ourselves throughout the day. So what is the cause? Is it that your husband is walking too slow? Well, even let's let's just take that example. Um, is is that a big deal? <laughs> you know, I think finding out the cause sometimes can make us just reflect a little bit, have a little bit of perspective and really, um, wherever it is that you're going. And um, I've done this when we're just going for a walk together. So the whole point of walking is the walking. Like you're not trying to get somewhere in a specific amount of time. So uh, kind of ridiculous to be impatient about the pace at which you're going. Or even if you are going somewhere, like really, it, it might take you 90 seconds longer to get there. Is that is that a big deal? Like, what is the point, right? So kind of giving yourself that um, awareness of what is triggering your impatience. So just that alone could reset your mindset and allow you to dig in a little deeper and work on becoming more patient in that moment by recognizing it's actually not a big deal. It actually doesn't matter, right? Um, so pay attention to those mental habits, those kind of automatic reactions that we have to things. We all have them. We all have habits, especially inside of our close relationships. We have habits of reacting, habits of our thoughts, habits of the ways we talk with one another, and they're not all good, okay? They're not all good. Some of them you could really pay some attention to and, and greatly improve your relationships in that way. But what maybe you're stressed, Maybe that's what's going on. And whatever it is that you think is making you feel impatient in the moment, 
isn't a big deal, but maybe have multiple of those things and you're stressed by um, some bigger thing, take the time to kind of recognize I'm feeling impatient right now. And then when you feel that, take that step back and reflect on what's making me impatient right now. Why am I stressed right now? What is triggering this? Sometimes it's just something as simple as we're multitasking. Do you do a lot of things at the same time? This is, um, yes, a problem for many of us, especially in today's world where we have so many opportunities to be like on our phone while we're doing two other things. That, let me tell you, leads to a high stress level. Even if you're not doing anything important, even if you're just like reading Facebook posts while you're trying to cook dinner while a kid is talking to you, that creates stress and it can lead to a greater sense of impatience. And guess who's going to feel that? The kid who's talking to you. Guess where else you're going to feel that? In the dinner that you're going to burn, right? Recognize that multitasking in this way costs you in multiple ways. And one of the ways that it costs you is in your own level of patience and calm and sense of well-being in that moment. That multitasking doesn't feel good. You know why? It doesn't feel good because... First of all, we're unlikely to complete things when we're doing 100 things at once, right? You're jumping from one task to another task to another task. Human beings aren't built to do that. The human brain isn't built to be multitasking. We're built to do one thing at a time, focus on it, and do it well, and see it through till completion until we move on to the next thing. That's what feels good. And yet we've become distracted by so many things. We've become kind of slaves to this idea of doing multiple things at the same time, of accomplishing so much, but ultimately not accomplishing very much at all. And that can for sure be leading to you feeling stressed if you find that you're doing multiple things at once, or if you find that you're doing so many things and have that also feeling of never actually completing anything. It's hugely stressful. And that can lead to you being impatient in any one of those things that you think you're paying attention to. All right, maybe your trigger, maybe what's fight what your cause is that you're going to find out is a person. Yep, we all have these people in our lives and it might even be someone you love who leads you to impatience. It might be one of your kids, it might be a coworker, it might be a friend, it might be your husband, it might be your mom, right? Think about that. Who are you always p- impatient with? And then just becoming aware of that. Even if you still think it's entirely that other person's fault, which here's a clue for you, it's not. Even if you think it's entirely the other person's fault, that's an opportunity for you to focus on what can I do to make this situation better? I don't want to be patient every day. I need to interact with this coworker every day who makes me feel impatient. How can I better approach this situation? And you can go in with a mindset that there are going to be these triggers and I'm going to handle them well beforehand. See, all of this requires kind of taking a step back, having a greater perspective about the interactions you're having every day, rather than just going in and reacting to everything as it happens, which isn't a very mindful way to approach your day, right? So all of this requires that kind of perspective, giving some thought to what triggers impatience in you, and then having a different mindset going into that situation where you're going to interact with that person who makes you impatient, where you're going to be dealing with that task that kind of brings out that anxiety and impatience and stress in you. Or here's a big one. Are you impatient when you drive? 
yeah, this can happen to a lot of people, right? And maybe the problem, if you are impatient frequently when you drive, is whatever situation you're in um, in that moment. Like, are you chronically late? I know people who are always impatient when they drive. And guess what? They're also late a lot of the time. And that's what's leading to their stress, right? You have no patience whatsoever for the little old lady who is crossing the street and you have to stop your car because you're already running five minutes late from where you need to go, right? Well, that's actually something you have control of. You can control whether or not you're chronically late. I mean, not perfectly and not all the time. But if this is an ongoing problem for you, that you are the kind of person who's always running late, you can so fix that. You can work on that. And then you can allow yourself that luxury of an extra five minutes to get somewhere. And you might just find that it's easier to be patient with other people on the road. I mean, not only is it unpleasant for you, it's not pleasant to feel stressed out and impatient while you're driving, but um, it's unpleasant for the people that you're interacting with. It's unpleasant for people that who might be in your car, right? So let's get rid of this. Let's, let's figure this out. So maybe if it's driving, um, having that mindset of figuring out why is it because you're late? Is it because you're stressed about other things? You know, um, and then finally, another trigger that I want to be sure to mention is it might be something physical that's going on with you. Are you tired? Yeah, so many of us are, right? We talked about that. Remember, we did a whole episode on you need more sleep. Well, maybe figure that out. Maybe that's something you can work on this Lenten season. If you're struggling with patience, if you're working on that feeling, that chronic feeling that some of us have of being impatient, if you think the trigger might be that you're just not well-rested and it's putting you in this kind of crotchety mood and everybody else has to deal with it, well, then look for a way to resolve that. Find a way to get the rest that you need for your own well-being, for your physical health, and then for growing in the virtue of patience. But maybe you're, you're in pain. Have you ever done this? I know I have, where you're so busy, you don't even pause enough to think, my gosh, I have a headache right now or, oh, you know, what, you know, an, an injury that you have or you're feeling sick in some way. Yeah. I mean, take a pause and consider your physical well-being. It might be that you're just thirsty, right? I mean, there might be something else going on or maybe you just really need to go to the bathroom. These physical things that when we get busy and we're multitasking and we're distracted by a hundred things, it's easy to neglect and not realize, not hit that pause button. So that's what I want to encourage you to do with this first suggestion. Find out the cause. Find out what is triggering your impatience in every given moment. And then take that opportunity to take a step back, figure out why, why that's going on, why you're in that state, and find a way to address it. You really, that's, that's sort of a, a very grown-up way of approaching your life as opposed to just going through and reacting to everything that's going on, right? And in this kind of childish, impatient way. All right. So that's your first one. Find out the cause. The second way that I think is helpful for growing in the virtue of patience, now bear with me, is fasting. Okay, this is Lent, so let's talk about fasting. Um, you know, last year I did a whole episode on fasting, and um, not that I'm any kind of expert, but I shared with you some some tips and some ideas for ways to fast. Since this is the Lenten season, I want to share with you something that I've observed about fasting myself. I've been experimenting a little bit with some intermittent fasting for 
health reasons before Lent, started doing that. And um, I continued through Lent in a different way to add kind of a spiritual factor to my fasting, not just doing it for health reasons. And here's something that I've noticed. During times where I'm fasting, whether it's, you know, they're all different ways of fasting, right? But during times when I'm choosing not to eat for whatever length of time, during those times, I have found that as that becomes a part of my life, becomes a a habit for me, that idea of restraining from eating food, denying something to myself, okay? So that's what fasting is, of course. It is choosing for a period of time to not eat food. Of course, you can fast from a million different things, but right now I'm just talking about fasting from, from eating food. And I find that during those times, I experience in a spiritual way, a kind of quieting of myself, a quieting of my will and of my own, not drive, because I still do have a drive and I'm still, I'm very productive and I can work well even when I'm not eating. But I experienced during those times of fasting, a quietness of myself. I don't know how else to describe that other than I don't have this constant need to be satisfying myself. It becomes a habit to not be eating during certain periods of time in a way that I find spiritually helpful in that it's training me to not even look for immediate gratification. And oftentimes I find that that's what leads us to impatience, right? We're impatient because I want this thing, I want it now. I want to accomplish this thing, this person's getting in my way, right? And it's about wanting it now. It's about what we want and wanting it now. Where fasting, if you practice it, becomes a way of learning to grow in that virtue of waiting, in that virtue of quieting yourself and not being immediately gratified, not thinking because I want this thing, it's an emergency, right? And I think that when you practice fasting, and I'm saying all of this knowing fasting is not an option for some of you listening, whether you're pregnant or nursing or whatever state in life you're in, um, but I'm recommending this for people who have the opportunity to fast and maybe want to experiment with it a little bit. Um, you know, there's a million resources out there because intermittent fasting happens to be a trendy thing these days. And a lot of people do it for health reasons. But if you're interested in doing it for spiritual reasons, there, there are great resources out there for that as well. And I would just encourage you to start small. If you've never fasted before in a serious way, maybe pick a small length of time. Maybe just decide, I'm going to skip breakfast today and I'm not going to eat until lunchtime. And um, I find that the more you do that kind of thing, the more you kind of grow in, I don't even know how else to describe it, than just grow in kind of mastery over your own will. And not that I've done this perfectly, but I have experienced it. This Lenten season, especially since um, focusing on fasting in a spiritual way, in a more spiritual way, I have noticed this about myself. During times when I'm fasting, one great example was at work recently. We planned for me to record some videos, some Lenten videos that they were going to use at um, Family Rosary, which is a part of Holy Cross Family Ministries that is my employer. 
Uh, so Family Rosary is one part of it, the way that Catholic Mom is one part of it. And we were recording some videos about Lent, and I had planned, you know, we were going to record on this particular morning, and I sent the scripts ahead of time and all of that. So uh, at the time when we were going in to do the video sessions, um, I went through and, and we recorded a, a segment of them. And at the end of doing that, which was, you know, a significant time investment, one of the the girls who was helping out with the recording was like, oh my gosh, I didn't have your mic turned on. <laughs> you know, these are things that happen. So, you know, we had to go back and redo all of what we had already recorded. So it was, kind of, you know, just like a redoing of the work we had just put in, um, which, you know, is not a huge deal in the larger picture, right? It's not. And these kinds of things happen. Like I said, these kinds of things happen every day. And, uh, but I was aware in that moment, not that ever in my life would I lash out at a person in that situation, but interiorly, I would be very frustrated. I would be upset. I would be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I have to go back and redo that. And I didn't feel that way. I felt at peace just being in that moment and recognizing, okay, here's what's going on need to go back and redo. And I just, I felt like, I honestly, I, I felt about myself like, who is this person reacting in this calm way to this frustrating thing that just happened? And I can only attribute it to fasting because I felt like um, it felt familiar to me, like a calmness in just being in that moment. And maybe this is not making any sense. This is the first time I've ever tried to actually verbalize what this is. So I'm sorry if this isn't really clear to you. But what what I think it is, is just you're kind of working on when you're fasting, when you're denying yourself something that's good and something that's licit, eating food, right, um, for a spiritual purpose as a way of sacrificing, that you grow in that muscle of just living in the moment and thinking this is what is right now and accepting what is right now. And I find that the more that you do that, the better you can get at it, or the more it can become a natural reaction to even very frustrating things. So whether it's accepting discomfort, right? This is what is right now. I need to go back and redo this work. Or this is right now. This this two-year-old of mine is throwing a tantrum and it's unpleasant, right? Just kind of growing in that rather than that immediate reaction looking for immediate satisfaction, looking for immediate um, relief from whatever discomfort you're going through. Um, I think that fasting really works that muscle in a spiritual way that can really help you to grow. I find it's in a, a very Lenten way, a quieting of ourselves um, can be the fruit of spending some time fasting in a deliberate way. Anyway, I'm going to give more thought to that and more prayer to that because I do I do want to share more about the spiritual benefits of fasting, but I'm just beginning to understand uh, some of it myself. I, I really feel like there's a lot more there. And um, if any of you have resources on that that you'd like for me to to read or look at, I am very interested and I would love to hear more about what, what resources you found helpful with regard to uh, spiritual fasting, the spiritual benefits of fasting. I know there's a ton out there on the health benefits. And like I said, that's why I started doing it in the first place. Um, but I'm really interested in the, in the spiritual benefits of fasting. There's a reason that fasting is a part of all major religions, right? It's not just Christianity. It's, it's because it is spiritually beneficial to fast. So 
Anyway, that's one way if you're struggling with patience to consider maybe maybe experimenting a little bit with fasting as a way of growing to be a more patient person. Okay, the third way that I want to mention, and I always have to mention this one, is pray, right? And I have a little ongoing joke here on Girlfriends, if you're a regular listener, that whenever I make these little lists of tips for whatever, that I always end up putting prayer as the last one. And whenever I do that, I end up getting an email from some concerned person who says, prayer shouldn't be last, prayer should be first. Well, I just decided to mess with everybody and put it in the middle this time. So number three is pray. Do you pray for patience? Anytime you want to grow in a virtue, it will benefit you to pray for that virtue. And now there's an ongoing joke, of course, that if you pray for patience, God's going to send you lots of opportunities to practice patience. So it's a dangerous thing to pray. But I do recommend that you pray for patience. But more than that, um, you can pray in particular about situations that make you impatient. So that first one, becoming aware of things that might be triggering you, people that might be triggering you toward impatience. Pray for that person. Pray for that situation. Um, you can pray beforehand. You can add to your daily prayers a pray, prayer for patience, and you can mention particular things that you know you're going to be facing that day that will try your patience. You can add this to your morning prayers. You can add this to your night prayers. In the morning, looking ahead to the day, thinking, here are the different ways, Lord, that I think I'm going to need some extra patience, and please give me the grace to be patient in those moments. Give me the grace to grow in patience. I think sometimes we pray for patience like God's just going to zap us in the head. We're suddenly going to be so serene and we'll be reacting perfectly to all the frustrating things going on in our lives. Well, that's not really how it works, right? So how it works is by us putting in that effort, us struggling through those difficult moments, us learning to squelch those immediate reactions and frustrations in the moment. So ask for the grace to do that. And then at the end of your day, kind of reflecting back and looking at places where maybe you failed to be patient, maybe where you gave into that temptation to be impatient. And, um, you know, I think that this can lead to a greater self-awareness, but just in a prayerful way. You can also pray throughout your day for patience before you begin a new task. Um, you know, all of this comes from that kind of self-awareness, awareness of what's triggering you. But as you go about your day, when you're going to begin something that generally leads to situations of impatience, I remember doing jigsaw puzzles with like four-year-olds and thinking, okay, this is such a great practice in patience. But if you're going to be doing something like that, that you know is going to lead you to um occasions of sin for growing impatient, then ask for the grace before you begin and it will put you in the right mindset. Don't just ask for success in what you're doing. So many times we just ask for success, right? That's what we pray for. I want this project to be successful, right? But ask for the grace to do your work well and with virtue. That's the real success. So many times we're focused on the outcome, right? We pray for the outcome of the work we're going to do, of our family life, of our parenting, of our marriages. We're just outcome focused when truly the real success comes in doing our work well and interacting with other people with virtue. Ask for that kind of success. So add this to your daily prayers. If this is something that you struggle with, add it to your daily prayers. Add it to your prayers in the moment when you are struggling with patience. Um, and then also pray for those people who bring it out in you. And that can really change the way that you approach that other person. If in the morning you, you anticipate interacting, let's say, with an 
a coworker who gets on your nerves and makes you impatient with whatever reason, you know, pray for that person that morning before you even go into work. You think that's not going to change how you approach that person? I'm promising you it will. It's going to change the way you interact with that person when you're praying for somebody. It gives you that reminder that this is a precious child of God whom he loves infinitely. So who are you to get impatient with that person? I'm talking to myself, okay? All right, good. All right, so number three is to pray for patience. Number four, we've talked about this before, but it's such a simple way, I think, to interrupt your your thoughts, interrupt your immediate reactions to things, is to breathe. Breathe, take a deep breath, right? There's a reason we say that to other people and ourselves, like in a frustrating moment, take a deep breath, right? Breathe deeply in through your nose and out through your mouth to a count of three or four or five, and then repeat Did you just do that as I was describing, taking in that deep breath? Yeah, I think it's a normal reaction. We like hear about people taking a deep breath and we do it. And it feels so good, but we don't pause enough to breathe deep, right? And we've talked about this before when we talked about what's causing stress in your life. Sometimes when we get stressed, we don't pause to take that deep breath. And all of a sudden it's this habit to be breathing in a very shallow way which leads to greater stress. You're not getting the oxygen you need. Your body's not getting those relaxation signals, right? I remind Dan of this all the time, and he reminds me too, like pause, breathe. Taking a deep breath can be very cleansing. And I've read descriptions before of ways to kind of, they're all different kind of breathing techniques. If you're interested, you can Google it and find a bunch. But I find that just pausing and consciously breathing in very deeply and then breathing out is a very relaxing thing. And if you like to, you can visualize just breathing in grace and breathing out that impatience, breathing out that frustration, breathing out all those negative thoughts and feelings and anger. It's good habit to get into. And then just pausing to take that breath can be enough for you to kind of take that step back like we've already talked about. Look at what's triggering what's going on and kind of readjust what your reaction is going to be say that prayer, right? So this is linked to all the ones we've talked about already. Don't wait until you snap to take a deep breath. This is something that I think is tragic that so many times, and I found this especially when I was parenting little kids. Nothing tries your patience like being a mom to little kids. You know this. And um, I remember that whenever it was that, you know, I would reach my breaking point and I would snap, either yell at a kid or say something impatient or get angry, whatever it was, that it was that would make me come to my senses, the ugliness of that. Like that would that would make me pause. And that's tragic. Don't wait for that. Don't wait for the bad thing to happen. Of course, there is <laughs> redemption. And if that's how you come to your senses, then work with it. Start there, right? Um, but How much better to not wait until you snap to interrupt yourself beforehand with one of these deep breaths when you get that feeling, right? Learn to recognize when you're you're being egged on and you're going to snap before you snap. Pause, take that deep breath, reassess, and then move on from there. Okay, last tip for a way to grow in patience is to use the word yet. You can become more patient by learning to use the word yet. Okay, let me explain. I love this because it's so simple and yet it's so potentially helpful. Take whatever frustrated phrase, thought you might be having, like Jamie hasn't taken out the garbage, 
Like this might be, you know, you told him your 14 year old an hour ago, it's his turn to take out the garbage and it's still sitting there and you are getting impatient, right? Jamie hasn't taken out the garbage, add the word yet. Jamie hasn't taken out the garbage yet. It's true. He hasn't taken out the garbage. He hasn't taken it out yet. It changes your mindset from this is the impossible situation I find myself in with no solution. I'm angry and frustrated. This thing that I want is never going to happen. And you get impatient. Remind yourself that that's not true. Jamie hasn't taken out the garbage yet, right? Or I haven't heard back about that job that I want, right? We can, we can stop there and feel frustrated and angry, assume negative things. It's because they don't want me. Um, I never should have said that thing in the interview, right? Say yet at the end. I haven't heard back about that job that I want yet. You see how it changes your whole mindset? Just such a simple word. Or even something that you're frustrated and impatient with yourself about. Like, I haven't found the time to exercise. I haven't found the time to exercise yet. Or I don't understand this math problem. <laughs> this is me <laughs> trying to help one of my kids with their schoolwork. I don't understand this math problem yet. Right? You see how it changes everything? It changes your whole mindset. So get in the habit of when you find yourself thinking these negative things, and we all do because negative things happen. But if you find yourself thinking along these lines, get in the habit of adding the word yet, and it will change. It adds hope and it adds optimis optimism. Rather than a negative assumption, make a positive assumption that that just hasn't happened yet. And then, of course, you can address Jamie taking out the garbage or the fact that you haven't heard back about that job or whatever it is, right? Then rather than kind of diving into that frustration that can definitely lead to impatience on our part, dive instead into optimism. And it will help you to kind of reframe the whole thing, address what you can and be at peace with what you can't. So get in that habit of using the word yet. All right, those are my five tips. Find out the cause, practice fasting, pray for patience, breathe, and then finally get in the habit of using the word yet. But I bet you have some ideas and thoughts and practices that help you to become a more patient person. And I would love to hear from you. You can email me, danielle at daniellebean.com. Connect with me on Voxer. The link to do that is always in the show notes at ascensionpress.com. Or connect with me on social media or to that email address, danielle at daniellebean.com. Send me a voicemail. You know I would love to add your voice to a future episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. All right. We're going to take a little break and be back with some of your feedback. Don't go anywhere. And if you're looking for a way to learn more about your Catholic faith, I invite you to check out the Ascension Presents YouTube channel. You're going to find tons of free videos featuring Catholic presenters like Matt Frad, Leah Darrow, Jackie Bobby Angel, and Emily Wilson. Go to youtube.com slash ascension presents. That's youtube.com slash ascension presents. And if you like what you see, please share and subscribe. Welcome back. This week, I've got some feedback from listener Aubrey, who had this to share about the recent episode number 160 featuring author Layla Miller. Hi, Danielle. My name's Aubrey. I am a mom of three girls, ages one to five, 
And I just wanted to say that I really appreciated your last episode on having tough talks with your kids. Um, This is a subject where my husband and I really struggle and we just were kind of at a loss on how to talk to our kids about all the crazy things happening in this world. And so I have bought the book um, from your guest and I am really excited to read it and start um, understanding how to have those talks with my own kids. Thanks so much for all you do. God bless. Thank you so much for that feedback, Aubrey. I appreciate that you appreciated that show. I loved my opportunity to talk with Layla. So those of you who have not heard the episode, it is number 160 of the Girlfriends Podcast. You can go back and check it out in the archives on iTunes or at ascensionpress.com. So Layla Miller is author of Made This Way, How to Prepare Kids to Face Today's Tough Moral Issues. And she and I had a great conversation about how to have those tough talks with your kids It makes us break out in a cold sweat sometimes, having to talk about sex or drugs or whatever with our kids. And yet it's such an important part of being a responsible parent. So if that's something you struggle with, Layla's book is a wonderful help for that. I um, have a copy of it that I shared with my teenage son, actually, because he gets into some of these conversations about sticky issues with um, peers at school, even inside of the classroom. Some of the teachers really kind of encourage moral discussions about some of these sticky topics. And I want him to be prepared for it. And uh, I think he really appreciates it because, you know, Layla's book is very, it's very accessible. So a teenager for sure can read it. But that's not really how it's meant to be read. We talked a bit about that in the podcast. For sure, it's helpful as a resource for young adults um, who might want to be defending their faith or talking about these tricky issues with their peers. But really, Layla wrote it for parents, for a resource for parents who are wondering, how can I approach this topic with my kids, who maybe need some beefing up in their own understanding of the Catholic approach to some of these sensitive topics in today's world. You can't escape it. Your kids are not going to escape it. I mean, just turn on the news. It's insane what you can hear just on the news. So for sure, I want to recommend that book and recommend all of Layla's work. And thank you, Aubrey, for sharing that positive feedback. I really appreciate it. I do have some more feedback that I'm going to share with you, but I think I'm going to hold off and share it next week because we're kind of running up on time here. But if you want to send me your feedback, Aubrey was awesome and recorded her own voice. Isn't that nice? You can do that too. You can just record a voice memo on your phone letting me know what topics you might like to see on Girlfriends. You know, truly, I am doing this podcast because I want it to be helpful to you. I want it to be supportive and encouraging to you and the important work that you do every day. Well, guess what? The best way I can know how to do that is if you tell me what kind of support you're looking for. What topics would you like to see on the Girlfriends podcast? So you can email me, danielle at daniellebean.com. You can connect with me on social media or be like the awesome Aubrey and record your own voice and send it to me at that email address. You know I would love to hear from you. And speaking of loving to hear from you, I also would love to meet you in real life. There absolutely is no replacement for that, for actual real life connections. And I love every time I get the opportunity to meet Girlfriends listeners 
in real life. So I'm going to share with you a few of the places that I'm going to be. If you are in San Antonio or anywhere near it, Saturday, April 27th, I'm going to be speaking at the Together in Holiness Marriage Conference there. And I'll have the link in the show notes at ascensionpress.com for you to register for that event. That's a marriage conference, Together in Holiness in San Antonio, Saturday, April 27th. Then Saturday, May 11th, I'm going to be giving my You Are Enough retreat at Light of the World Roman Catholic Church in Littleton, Colorado. So if you're going to be there, I would love to meet you. I always love getting to Colorado. Amazing, amazing, beautiful state, and I love to go visit there. Um, Then Saturday, June 1st, I'm going to be at St. Michael's Parish right here in New Hampshire in Exeter. So if you're one of my local friends, I would love to be able to meet up with you there. But if you're interested in having me come to a conference you might be planning to just be a speaker at a conference, I do that sort of thing, and I'd love to hear from you. You can go to daniellebean.com forward slash speaking to find out more about the kinds of topics I talk about or to fill out a little form and request more information about how to make that happen in your community. Or if you're interested in either my You Are Enough or Your Worth It retreats, which are day retreats, half day. They're really about four to five hours in length, depending on what kind of event you want to put on. If you're interested in finding out about bringing one of my retreats to your parish, your community, your women's group, let's find a way to make it happen. You can get more information about the retreats at daniellebean.com forward slash retreats. I would love to be able to meet you and to serve the women of your community in real life. All right. That's all the time we have for this week, but I want to thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to what I had to share today about patience. And thank you for all the ways that you support the Girlfriends podcast. Those of you who leave iTunes reviews, so helpful to me. But those of you who share on social media or send me your feedback, send me your helpful ideas for topics. I love all the ways that you are a part of our community here at Girlfriends. But the most important way is just being here. Your presence here at the Girlfriends Podcast is precious to me. It is such a gift. The fact that you tune in means so much to me. It is so encouraging to me. Thank you for that. Thank you just for being here. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 